This is Verve, the style podcast, your only source for everything fashion on the internet. We're your hosts. I'm Katie Gassman. And I'm Anna Grace Averett. With a combined 10 years of experience in e-commerce fashion, from buying and styling to visual merchandising and content creation, Katie and I know firsthand how the internet is reshaping the fashion industry. We sit down with your favorite creators and the next wave of innovators to discuss how they're pushing fashion forward and break down five of their favorite fits. On our solo episodes, we get into the latest fashion news, runway shows, internet trends, pop culture. It's basically like going to happy hour with your fashion besties. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and follow along on TikTok and Instagram to see what we're wearing. I'm at Katie Gassman, two S's, two N's. And I'm at Anna Grace Averett. That's A, V as in Valentino, E-R-E-T-T. So sit back with your mandatory three beverages and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. This week, we have a Verve first. We have our first male guest. Drake Andrews is a TikTok creator and a serial entrepreneur who is launching his very own clothing line, Cozen Goods, that will cater to the plus-size male community. Cozen Goods was born out of Drake's struggle to find clothes that fit him and his streetwear skater aesthetic. He walks us through his process to create a fashion line from the ground up, designing clothes from scratch to get the perfect fit, rather than just, you know, screen printing on a Gildan t-shirt. He also gives us tons of styling tips for guys who want to dress better but don't know where to start or for the girls who need to manipulate their man into matching their energy. Trust us, we know the struggle of being a fashion girly whose partner pretty much just wears the same t-shirt since high school. (laughs) It was a really fun and entertaining episode. We loved chatting with him. He was a really nice guy and we're really excited to see where this brand goes. Yes. And with that, get your three beverages, kick back, relax and enjoy the show. Okay, well, our first question that we ask all of our guests is, what is your first fashion memory? Uh, I guess what popped into my head was just being obsessed with shoes as a little kid um, and always try to skateboard extra hard so that they would get ruined so that I get another pair. It's <laughs> generally my early days of fashion. I've been a big guy my whole life, so even back in the day, it was hard to find clothes, like being a chubby kid in elementary school. Um, So shoes was always something that could fit properly just because I have uh, the right sizing for that. So I was always obsessed with shoes at an early date. When did clothing begin to become something that you spent a little bit more time on or you sought out styles that fit your aesthetic and maybe it was difficult based on what you just said? Um, I'd say like when I started making money, I started working at Tim Hortons. Uh, wait, where are you located again? Just so I can- Yeah, we're in Baltimore. So oh. not a big Tim Hortons uh, area, but have been, have been. Also have been. <laughs> I've been to Canada. Have you? No, never been to Canada. But um, the couple of times that I've been in like the North Pacific Northwest, they have Tim, Tim Hortons oh. up there. So, okay. Good context. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I started working at like 14. And then once I started getting my own money, I would spend it uh, on clothes and stuff like that. And I grew up skateboarding. So that skate culture was definitely influential in the early days. Were you able to find clothing brands that catered to your sizing? Were you able to, um, let's say, fit into like the standard sizing? Or were you having to seek out brands that made like extended sizing? Uh, back when I was like a child or early teens, it was just like extra large to 
too extra large, but I think it's still hit or miss with a lot of brands. Like I knew I wouldn't fit into Zara's stuff. And, um, you know, I would just like find the brands that worked for me at that point. Um, so, yeah. I think too, like skate brands, they tend to run really like narrow and long. Like there's a particular like look that skaters go for that I think is like also centered around a particular body type that isn't even necessarily the norm for like men's clothing in general. Is that correct? Yeah. And just like in my history, I've lost weight and gained weight a handful of times. So there's been moments where I did fit into like an XL or a 2XL. Like, and then there was times where it was really, really hard. So I think, you know, in some cases it was easier to find clothes. And in some cases it was very challenging. So I've kind of been in my hands in both of those pools. Mm -hmm. So give us a quick rundown of what the current landscape of men's plus size clothing looks like at the moment. Like who are your big players? What are your options and what does their clothing look like? Yeah. So it's not great. (laughs) (laughs) I think in the female space, there's been a lot of incredible work over the last five, 10 years. Um, But unfortunately, the men have kind of been left behind. And, you know, it's kind of the brands that don't even know they're really catering towards the big people like Carhartt, for example, Um, and workwear is is definitely a big industry that caters towards like the bigger construction guys. And they just always have and make really good, strong um, quality clothing. So I think that's generally where a lot of people um, find options. And that's definitely been a staple in my collection for a long time. And in regards to like other players, it's very hit or miss and it's very, you know, you have to try 10 things to maybe get one thing that fits. So it's never, I don't really even have a strong answer on who's good right now because no one's really great. I think the big players are like Boohoo Man or ASOS or like those quick fashion Mm -hmm. vibes, but the quality is just so trash. The fits are always so wanky. So I honestly don't like them. I I literally just bought some and I got like eight things and one thing kind of works. So it's just a brutal process of returning and trying stuff on. It's always disappointing. It's so exhausting. The reason why I'm starting my own brand is because of all those pain points that I deal with and everyone that follows me does as well. So, yeah. So what is the target consumer for Coz and Goods? Who are you serving? What is your objective with um, style and your brand? Yeah. So for me, I've always been obsessed with like the leading streetwear brands um like kiss or raised by wolves you know the fear of god kind of style um and they just never make my size so i think it's bringing like the the high-end streetwear um to the plus size audience is is generally the the vibe of who's purchasing it and Mm -hmm. then you know rooted in the skateboard culture music and just making it cool because a lot of the options are like the mr big and tall stores are very outdated or it's like maybe old navy might have some sizes and just stuff that's not cool and stuff I don't really love wearing, but it's the only options I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely bringing forefront the the vibe of the big person that um, isn't seen in marketing as well. So like the mission of the brand is to make big people feel seen and valued um, in the clothes and also in the marketing as well. So, you know, having like skateboarders that are plus size um, represented or like the the chef or the musician or like the cool people that are out there that aren't seen um, just to create more like role models for people like me as a kid. Like, you know, it was just impossible to see myself in a lot of the marketing behind the cool brands that I liked. 
Yeah. Would you say your aesthetic is going to be, if you reference fear of God and Kith, like more of like minimalistic, like earthy tones? Is that what you're going for? Yeah, for sure. I'm obsessed with that. <laughs> uh, to start, I think it will evolve. You know, I think it's creating a lot of staples to start with just because that's just where you have to, you know, start a, a collection. If even as a big person, like you kind of just need that good t-shirt and you need the good hoodie and you know all those things and that it kind of branches out into 20 percent more um of the collection being you know more standout pieces uh, and playing with more colors and stuff like that so yeah when are you launching do you have launched it yet so i've been working on this for a very long time uh probably like three four years maybe but i just keep getting screwed over by manufacturers and that mm. process is very challenging because everything i'm doing is custom uh, it's not like a Gildan shirt or, you know, anything that's print on demand or anything like that. So the minimums are very high. You have to really judge the quality. Um, and I've just been screwed over a bunch. But I found a really strong uh, production team and everything's planning to launch in the fall. Uh, so like September, October of, of this year, which is really, really exciting. Amazing. So walk us through what the process has been like to start your own brand. Like how much capital do you have to have up front or are you kind of raising as you go? How are you making these partnerships? The whole thing. That's a great question. I kind of battled the path of doing it myself versus uh, raising funds. You know, I think because it's such a strong business model and such a strong demand with no supply, There's an obvious need. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like, I'm a good spokesperson for it. And like, I have a, I worked at Shopify for seven years. So I have a really good network and things like that. Oh, cool. Uh, but I decided to fund as much as I can myself for at least the first year. Uh, and then, you know, it's, it is expensive. Uh, I've spent a lot of money to get <laughs> where it's not even a thing yet um, over the years. And it, it really depends. Like if you're going custom, like I think anywhere from like 25,000 to 50,000, you can kind of get by on that first year. Um, but it could cost up to a hundred thousand depends on like what you're doing. For the sure. Them is like, you know, the minimums are pretty high. It's hard to find a supplier that's going to do good quality. That's going to hit you with those low numbers. And with us like a hundred t-shirts, for example, it's really hard to do that. Uh, generally they're around 500 to a thousand units per shirt. So if you want to do a hat, a t-shirt, um, a hoodie, pants, and socks. That's like 5,000 pieces, and each one costs a lot. And especially for um, carrying bigger sizes, it's almost triple the fabric of a medium shirt. So it's that's price oh, per yeah. shirt higher as well. Um, so it really depends, but it also depends where you're making it, the fabrics you're using, and et cetera, et cetera. But you know, it does, it's not cheap. But you know, like I said, this has been a pain point my entire life. So, you know, any good business is solving a problem. Um, and I'm really passionate about it. So it's just kind of all my eggs going into it. <laughs> and, uh, and hopefully 10 years down the road, it'll start paying off or at least like five to 10 years. Does Toronto have a big fashion scene? Were you able to find like manufacturing partners in the area or were you having to look overseas? Overseas for sure. There, I mean, it's available. It's just very exclusive. Um, and like starting out it's really hard to tap in to those those bigger players are you and just like, googling like how are you even like beginning to find manufacturing partners and on the other side of the world yeah so it's a lot of uh googling it's a lot of um tapping into my own network and trying things out and 
I've gone both of those uh, routes and both of them have backfired. Uh, <laughs> just because they're really good for another person doesn't mean they're going to be really good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you learn a lot and it can be pretty pricey. I've gone routes where it was super cheap up front and then you kind of pay heavier and then the quality and the timing and it just runs on forever was bad i've paid for like monthly consulting that got nowhere and you end up like just paying for something that's not going anywhere as well you know the fashion industry is just like really really hard to tap into at that scale uh but once you kind of that's the hardest part zero to one for me has been extremely challenging but the one to ten is kind of where i thrive especially in my experience um, so I'm really happy that it's kind of coming close to that line. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I could get screwed over again and have to restart. For like, <laughs> but I really don't think that's going to happen this time. Speaking of your experience, do you have design experience or are you bringing on a designer to maybe bring your tech packs to like after you're creating the initial idea? Yeah, so I don't necessarily have design experience. My main experience is in like partnerships and marketing. Um but I work with a production team. So like I just create like an insane mood board and get very detailed on like what I want to fit, how I want it to fit, how I want it to drape, how I want it to look, what colors I'm using and all those things. And then my production team kind of brings it to life. And then we work on a lot of samples. Um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of the process. Are you the fit model? I was, yeah, uh, I was going to say. <laughs> uh, I do a couple of fit models. So uh, I go up and down and wait so much that it's really hard to judge, mm. especially if it takes six months to end up on the sample. Um, but I have some like friends and my partner uh, is is generally the fit model. And then I have a big group of plus size guy friends. And I always just kind of like bring my samples around and get everyone to try it on and get the feedback and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What is your sizing going to look like? Are you going to have different variations or give us a rundown there? So it's going to be like large to 5XL to start. Mm-hmm. And then like I'll have kind of options if you do want to 8XL or 10 or 7 or whatever, just to put your email in so I can get a pulse on the inventory because it's just like a huge risk to absolutely to go like really, really wide on the sizing and, you know, large and above, I think is a good um, way to start. There's a million options for anyone who's size medium. So I don't, <laughs> I don't sweat that at all. You can feel my pain for once. Like, right. Exactly. <laughs> but at the same time, people who are medium are still stealing all the inventory of extra large for us. Uh, right. Buying oversized. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, this is how it goes. So, um, that's the size range to start. And then there's other, other garments, like for example, like hats never fit my head. It's always oh, like, me too. I have a huge head for a woman. <laughs> so woman's hats never fit me. <laughs> yeah, you get it. Uh, and like, it doesn't necessarily mean like you're plus size. You sometimes, some people um, have just a big head. So like, right. you know, solving that problem. And there's like, even um, just to, to finish the hat comment, like for me, it's always on like the last strap and it always comes undone mm. or it's, it's like up here on my mm-hmm. head when it's supposed to be down here. Uh, or the beak is super like narrow and stuff. Like I have 50 hats and I kind of wear three now. Um, so just making a hat that fits big people's head. It's just like, you know, even socks, like I'll wear socks all day. I'll come home and it's like imprinted in my skin. So like every garment, there's like kind of like a solution to it for a bigger person. Mm -hmm. Kind of like the one main way that guides the product direction for me. And then the second piece is just like what inspires me in the market right now in streetwear that's not available. And I kind of marry those two to decide like where the product's going to go and what I plan for. Where did the name Cozen come from? 
So cozen is the Dutch word for selected. Ooh. Um, yeah, so it's just, I like a strong K word in branding. I like the the Z in it. It's very Zen and uh, cozy as well. It kind of sounds like, mm-hmm. um, and I like how unique it is and powerful. Um, and yeah, it's just the Dutch word for selected. And we've never been selected in a lot of things. So <laughs> I just thought it was a good fit. Yeah, that was similar to um, Verve. We were like, we like the double V, like a stand on your mind. In Cozen, I feel like anything with a Z is always cool. Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's clear that you have a pretty entrepreneurial mind. You, I mean, you came out and said you have no design experience and then you're speaking like a designer. So you have the, I mean, you teach yourself, you figure out a way, you make it work. Um, and that is also reflected in your creative agency, Cozen Creative. So have you always been this way? What have you, did you have a business as a child? Yeah, I've had like a (laughs) hundred. I literally can't even tell you all of them, but um, I've been an entrepreneur ever since I was like, I don't know, 10 years old, selling newspapers to shoveling driveways to cutting grass to like selling and reselling Pokemon cards on the playground, like selling lunches. Like I used to do it all and like when I was super young. And then through that, I've just launched and started and pivoted away from a lot of businesses and I worked at Shopify for a very long time, helping thousands of people start their business. And it's mm-hmm. just like my my superpower is like kind of understanding that and having a good pulse on direction and solving problems and bringing product to life. Um, and then the marketing piece is just the gravy on top. Yeah, absolutely. What is your dream go forward? Where do you want to take everything? Are you going to continue to do both? Are you going to add another player here? um so i I quit shopify like a month ago oh wow congratulations corporate dropout (laughs) or startup dropout i'm not sure what shopify is these days (laughs) which was a huge decision and i think that's kind of the the path forward is just 100 percent investing in myself and i kind of told myself if it's not 100 percent a yes it's just a no because i kept kind of playing in that middle ground where I'm like, I can extend myself a lot. I put a lot on my plate. I help a lot of people. Um, and I just kind of need to focus on me now. And it's like my time to shine after putting in all the work. So um, basically, yeah, the, the clothing is a huge passion. It's a very strong business as well. And it's kind of playing the long game for that. And then the agency side of things is kind of um, the short term. Mm-hmm. Um, and also helping me understand and build community and uh, master the the content side of things as well. Did um, Coaching Creative come out of your TikTok career? Is that why you started it? Uh, yeah, it's kind of like a perfect storm of everything that happened. So um, with the plus size clothing, obviously you want to have an audience to sell to. So September of last year, I started making TikToks to inspire plus size people, especially in the men's space, because there wasn't really many plus size men creators. Like I can probably count them on my one hand. Mm-hmm. Um, that are doing it well at least and I decided to kind of go for it and be vulnerable and it took me forever to kind of post my first video but once I started going and becoming consistent I grew a pretty good audience I'm almost at like 200,000 and it hasn't been a year yet so that's been honestly amazing and lots of learnings from that and because I'm connected to so many business owners they just kept asking me like how to do it for their brands mm-hmm. and I've noticed another kind of problem to solve and an opportunity where a lot of big players um, in just company sizes or just generic kind of brands are not on TikTok. They're on Instagram, they're on all these other platforms, but 
they're not investing in the future of social media. So I just decided to, you know, solve their problem and talking to everyone. It was just like time and resources to make content for themselves that worked well for TikTok. Um, they just didn't have the, the, the resources to do it. So that's where my agency comes in and we build uh, content for brands for their own accounts um, or for ads and things like that. And the beauty of that is like making content for TikTok. You can repurpose it to every other platform, mm -hmm. real shorts, Pinterest, but your Instagram reel is not going to do well on TikTok or your YouTube shorts not going to do well, um, et cetera, et cetera. So like there's just a huge um, opportunity and it just kind of came to life. And then I was like, let's, let's just go for this and um, flex. <laughs> right, exactly. Jumping back to style really quick. I have a lot of men in my life who are generally interested in style. They know what's, they look at things they're like, oh, that's cool, but they don't necessarily know how to like start dressing themselves. Do you have any tips for men who are interested in fashion, but are maybe a little overwhelmed and don't really know where to begin? Yeah. Follow me. Um, <laughs> that's why I sent, um, I've found your TikTok and I instantly like sent it to my boyfriend and my brother. Cause they're both like bigger dudes, broad shoulders. Um, and they definitely fall into that category. I think that's a lot of my audience is just like the girlfriend that's like so tired of their boyfriend looking like trash or, like, <laughs> their brother or whatever. And they share it all the time. So love that. But I think like, it's just experiment, you know, try to like, I think the easiest thing for um, style-wise is just making sure you have the right uh, staple pieces and the mm -hmm. basics um, and then building off of them and just finding little things on like how you want. And sometimes you just have to buy new stuff, right? Like sometimes that fit is just not what's up right now when you want to experiment. Um, you can DIY a lot of stuff like kit it, um, cutting, cropping, um, things like that. But it's just, you know, find, what's, find what you like online and try to make your own version of it. Mm -hmm. uh, what works and what you're comfortable in and dabbling a little bit more uh on stuff that makes you uncomfortable because i think that's a big piece of it right like um whatever the thing you want to do you're like oh that's cool but i don't see myself in it it's like you know just kind of um just doing it really but there's a lot of education online in regards to like basics on like just simple things that i think are kind of well known or just not in a lot of cases like what colors work well together is an easy way to start and just to kind of have your your patterns um and colors uh, on point and kind of hiring a stylist if you really want as well um and there's a lot of like remote stylists that'll look at your closet and be like okay these things work really well together uh, and see it in a new light uh, like fresh eyes is always uh, super helpful for a lot of people and just trusting the process because some people can just be like I want this but like I'll never try it and they're just mm -hmm. kind of stuck in place um, I think is the biggest problem you started to allude or say that it's worth experimenting or like putting yourself out there and um, do you have anything that you would say to somebody who's struggling to know uh, or to take the leap to start experimenting to do something different um, do you have tips on like putting yourself out there basically? Yeah. I mean, it can be simple as like you only wear black t-shirts. So start adding like some coffee browns or some grays or some white t-shirts. Like, it doesn't have to know, be dramatic, right? Not to be dramatic. Um, or just like experimenting with the way you layer, like mm. you might only wear a t-shirt, but like put a, a button up over it and leave it unbuttoned. Or if it's your parents, it's like cuff them, you know, or right. <laughs> like, uh, something like that simple socks. don't pull your socks all the way up kind of give them some like texture and push them down a bit or make sure 
your colors are working. So like, you know what, I'm going to do all tones. Like it's a full gray fit and you always do blue jeans and a t-shirt um, but you have that gray pant that you never wear, um, for example. So it could be super basic. It's just kind of stretching yourself in new ways mm-hmm. or it could be like, I'm going to wear a cowboy hat tonight and like, <laughs> in like a place that doesn't do cowboy hats, you know? Right. Uh, well, so and two, you can- you're like inviting people to look at you. And if that's not something that you have done before or are super comfortable with, like that can be really hard to get over that as well. Yeah, for sure. And it's just playing with like silhouettes, mm-hmm. whether it's like long coats instead of always a crop coat, mm-hmm. um, style hats, for example, or it could even just be like skincare, you know, like mm-hmm. put the moisturizer on your face and like you'll feel a little bit better to maybe put something else on. This man knows how to take care of himself. I was going to say, I literally took my boyfriend to Ulta yesterday and I was like, you need a moisturizer. I can see the dead skin flaking off your face. (laughs) And then at the end of the day, he goes, you know what? My face does feel a lot better. And I was like, it took three years for us to get here, but here we are. (laughs) Yeah. Or it's like a cologne, right? Like it's just like things like that, that make you feel better. And you know, you just kind of rock it or it's like getting new underwear. Like guys are notorious for having the same underwear for like 20 years and it's the worst. Like if you, if you go on buy like a nice quality underwear, that's like, you know, stretchy and breathable and stuff like that, you'll feel mm-hmm. better versus like that brutal cotton mm. underwear wearing forever. Um, and Buzz- also I'm, I'm gay. So like, I know how to like, Oh, right. To do all the little stuff. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, the straight I, men need help. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, I, the thought flew right out of my head. Oh, I was just going to say buzz marketing really quick. I used to work at Duluth trading company and they make really nice underwear. So if there's any guys listening, um, they make good underwear, (laughs) but it's like manly underwear. You don't have to be embarrassed about it. I was going to say, no one wants to see your like neon green underwear popping out of your pants either. (laughs) Like it, it shows. So you like get an attractive looking pair. (laughs) Right. Time and place. Yeah. It seems like a lot of the things that we're talking about are very um, detail oriented or just things that you don't have to make a big swing on, right? Like you're mentioning cuff your jeans or like squish your socks or throw an extra shirt on over top of your other shirt. Why do you think that like menswear is so much more um, narrow or like focused? Do you have a thought about why we don't see as much drama in menswear versus women's wear? I think it's just purchasing power and like the marketing piece mm. of it. Girls just spend a lot more on it and just have a lot more options for their body. Um, historically, you know, like you have the dresses and you have the sports bra, like you have a lot more things to play with. Mm-hmm. Uh, even like with makeup, you know, a guy's going to have a moisturizer. You guys will have like 25 serums and things like that. Also true. <laughs> but I love a good peacocking moment. Like I, w- <laughs> I wish we could bring back the men who are like showing off for the ladies, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like when guys wear like three piece suits. And, yeah. Like, all the accessories. Yeah. yeah Men's wear like, has gotten very casual, I feel like. Yeah. And it's your hair too, right? Like a guy mm-hmm. will have, like, I do my hair the same every day, but a long hair you can do a, a lot of uh, different moments with. So mm-hmm. I think a, a piece of it. And I think there's more pressure on females to look a certain way or to present a certain way where mm-hmm. guys are kind of more lax and don't feel that same pressure. So I think that's a big piece of it for sure. And, I think that pressure too sometimes has like a negative connotation, but there's value in feeling the need to like look a certain way. Like I've sometimes I'm like, I do the last thing I want to do right now is get dressed. 
Like I do not want to do anything. And then you spend 20 minutes doing it and suddenly you're a new person. You feel alive. It's like self-care almost. Yeah. Well, for us, I mean, like some people are genuinely annoyed by it, but I think that everybody (laughs) on this call and everybody listening to the podcast could agree that there's serious value in that. Yeah. It's like queer eye when like they go to like some old straight dude that's like 50 years old and cut his hair and give him new whatever trousers yeah. and moisturizer. And then it's like, like they're crying. and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Like, so basic, but like, yeah, they just, it's, you know, it's an old way of thinking in some guys' head, you know, like uh, I still wear the shirts from high school and stuff, but like, you know, it's just time to grow and adapt. And mm-hmm. It depends where you live too. Like if you're in the city, for sure. you're exposed to a lot more style, for example. Whereas if you're in a small town, you're like, oh, everyone's wearing the same thing every day. Like, it's just a different vibe depending on where you are. And the industry that you're in as well is going to obviously um, tailor your, your style. Is there any menswear trend that you would just want to die and, like, never see again? And you would just wish guys would stop doing it? Hmm. Um, I don't like red shoes. <laughs> Ooh, Very specific. Yeah. <laughs> I just hate the color, like, hot red. Uh, in guys like I think like it's very high school Mm. or like you know a certain like a the way certain guys wear like snapbacks and stuff like that but um, well I feel like you you're either like a red and black guy or a blue and white guy or like a green guy like I feel like men latch onto a color and they make it their personality yes and red guys do that a lot I think (laughs) (laughs) like every shoe they have is red yeah get a white shoe please Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i'd say yeah i don't know nothing's really like coming to mind and also like if you love red shoe whatever you love red shoe right yeah personally like i just can't stand it uh and i wish it died (laughs) is there one that you like wish more people would latch onto or you there's something up and coming that you want to really see take off in the men's space um i think it's just like i would love more guys to just dare yeah and like go out and do something new um because like you see so many well at least for me I see so many like chicks walking around and it's just badass like lots of flavor it really like turns your head and it's really cool uh and daring in a lot of ways whereas like guys don't really go that direction Mm -hmm. at all like I'm not even crazy in my fashion you know one because a lot of the garments don't fit me but like at the same time like you you don't really see unless they're at Coachella or something right Mm -hmm. so right that's the kind of vibe it's just the extreme of like the staple pieces on on females versus like guys like I wish we saw like some more guys wearing like crazy oversized puffers and just like stuff like that be more daring is your partner into fashion yep uh it's funny because when I started dating him he had like two pairs of pants and like three t-shirts and they're all (laughs) whatever ow it's just game changer like I've definitely rubbed off uh on him and he would get stressed because i would because i gain weight a lot like i, I would just give him all my old clothes that don't fit and then oh yeah have, like have like a nervous breakdown be like oh my god this is too much stuff but <sighs> now like he has a full closet he wears all my shoes like you know um but he's he's a he's a mid-sized uh fashion creator on tiktok now too so oh nice he's definitely um getting into fashion uh, <laughs> same shoe out? size is yeah. huge too yeah like, right like, that's a that's a big uh big win yeah, um, what's your partner's handle on TikTok? Uh, Kyle from TikTok. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll link that. Yeah, he comes from the Sephora uh, world. He used to like, oh. help 
launch and build uh, the stores around Canada. Cool. Uh, so he's in like the makeup and skincare community a lot. So he brings that flavor to it. Dang, you guys uh, have it all covered. Yeah. <laughs> Retail geniuses yeah. over there. We're a good team. <laughs> Is he involved in um, Cozen as well? Uh, yes, he helps with the Cozen creative side of things. We mm-hmm. are partners in that. And then he kind of is my sidekick and helps me with pretty much everything I do. He's a, he's an angel. Oh, all right. I think that we are ready to move into our TBD, TBD named, but personal style corner, right? So we're going to ask you some specific questions about your personal style, um, just to get to know you a little better. So first things first, uh, give us just a quick rundown. How would you describe your personal style? We talked about it a little bit, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's definitely like in the street skate casual vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's a lot of just, I think, playing with colors and fits um, is generally like my style. It's just, I don't even know how to describe it. It's, um, I guess that's, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have a style icon? Um, hmm. I think Jonah Hill is, is a good mm-hmm. one. Um, as far as like a style icon, it's, you know, back to like the style question. Uh, it's definitely rooted in skate culture. So mm-hmm. a Jonah Hill, I think really embraces that. Uh, do you have a favorite designer or brands? brands um yes uh but unfortunately i can't like rock a lot of them so that's annoying but mm. uh, represent clothing in the uk is amazing um raised by wolves is kind of like a montreal ottawa brand um kith is, is an all-star for sure um essentials fear of god is is pretty incredible with the way they drape and do silhouettes um uh amity on doors is is amazing too with what they're doing with new balance and just a lot of the stuff that they drop, um, just to name a few. All right. You have to choose a final look. This is the look you die in and you therefore haunt everyone. It's your ghost outfit. What are you wearing? <laughs> oh, um, I'd say New Balance shoes, the 550s. I'm just pretty much wear all the time right now. Um, I'd be wearing some comfy trousers with an oversized comfy t-shirt because gotta be comfy for all eternity right (laughs) probably like a hoodie like what i'm wearing right now yeah um and then just like a nice jacket that i can layer on top of it and some nice rings one watch and some good sunglasses that i can play around with and that's it you're giving friendly comfy ghost yeah yeah not a spooky ghost yeah you can style that in a lot of different ways so i think that's like my vibe perfect All right. With that, we are ready to move into our outfit portion of the episode. Just a reminder for the listeners, you can find all the outfits that you'll definitely want to look at for the second half of this episode on our Instagram at Verve Podcast, and that's linked in the show notes. All right. So we have your outfits here that we have pulled up. Do you, we can just go right in order. One, two, three, four, five. So our first outfit is a vest fit. Okay. Uh, I'm going off memory here, but that's the one with the, the blue vest, right? Yeah. Yes. So give us a rundown of, you know, what you did in it, what you liked, would you change anything, where you got the pieces, all that good stuff. Yeah, sure. Let me just pull it out so I can actually like look at it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, also like what you, with Cozen, like what you would change, what you're saying, like, Ooh, I like yeah. this collar, but I would change this about it. I feel like that would be a good aspect to include. That's a good ad. That's a good ad. 
Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so for this blue fit, it was uh, in BC. I was in Gibson's Island, which one of my best friends lives lives at. Um, and the, I love a vest. It's like one of my favorite layering pieces because as big people, or at least for me, I get really like hot. And so like having a piece where I can like zip up and it gets me going or I can put a hoodie under it and just like really strong layering pieces is always a key. And I've fell in love with vests this year. Um, and it's just like a super basic vest, but uh, with Cozen, I would just kind of spice it up a little bit um, with some like patchwork potentially or like mm. different colors. I think it's like a very basic blue. Um, and generally you don't do like blue and black, but I just, when you're traveling, I had like a carry on and you just got to work with what you got. Yeah. Um, I feel like blue and black is an outdated fashion rule. Like it looks yeah, good together, I think. Yeah. Thanks. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that's, that's pretty much the fit. We were just like hiking and traveling around. So where do you oh. find our, is Cozen going to make pants or are you guys starting out just in tops? Where do you find your pants? Um, so we will make pants eventually. I think mm -hmm. we'll make a lot of things. Um, but in regards to pants, these are Abercrombie. I did a brand oh. deal with them. They sent me a lot of them, which nice. surprised me a bit well. Um, Abercrombie's come up. Like, I remember them being a brand and I was like sad. I was like, oh, they don't fit me right. Like as a kid. And now they're like so inclusive or moderately inclusive rather. And they have like a curved line and all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. I felt the same way. Like I was kind of surprised. I was like, oh, I hated Amber Crombie and what they were all about growing up. Um, but I saw, saw them all over the place in the last like two years and tried them out and they'd make some good stuff. I think like they're pretty limited in regards to like the sizing on the guy's mm. side. Like they sent me a lot of jeans that didn't fit and it was their biggest sizing or uh, their shirts only go up to 2XL. It's an oversized 2XL. So it flirts with like 3XL territory. Um, so some of the stuff fit me, but, um, but overall. again, trial and error, which is no fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next fit. We are standing in front of a floral wall. Um, we went shopping. Just, yes. That was in Mexico. Ooh. Uh, San Miguel, which is like a beautiful place. If you haven't been, um, it's like super colorful. It's a big vibe. It's perfect weather best food it's like in the mountains near mexico city like three hours oh, okay. out um my parents moved there and retired so Ooh, wow that's a yeah. big move from canada yeah i mean canadians often do that because it's so brutal and cold here so <laughs> escape to mexico but yeah this fit is just like going to the market grabbing some stuff for dinner um super comfy I regretted wearing sandals and socks after this fit pick but Oh. <laughs> um, <it was> vibe. <laughs> yeah, it's simple. It's just like, um, you know, a lot of matchy matchy with the green hat and the green shorts. Um, I love those sunglasses I'm wearing. They're the they're Oakley's and super chill, like market fit. Yeah. Do you carry around a bag often? Uh, I bring a bag and the Kyle carries it. <laughs> <laughs> love. Uh, but like even for example like this tote bag doesn't go over my shoulder like like small details everything, yeah everything doesn't fit right so like i'll carry it like that but like to go over my shoulder is almost impossible um so like i need to create like an oversized tote bag uh for cozen yeah um, want to rock that vibe but that's not yeah. something that i think i mean i even i would never would have thought about that like you need somebody at the helm who understands the struggles to pay attention to those small details yeah. And that's where like a lot of brands uh, fail is like they'll make the plus size stuff without 
living it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I kind of missed the mark a lot of the times. Yeah. All right. Next fit. He's drinking coffee. Oh, it looks like another brand deal. Snaps. Great job. <laughs> it's not. Oh, it's no. A, I owned a coffee company. Oh, uh, shit. My coffee brand. I, I left the, the brand uh, when I left Shopify just to focus more on my own stuff. But I owned a coffee company called Carry On Coffee Club. They're still running. It's incredible premium coffee um, with my other co-founders that are still running it. But this is just, yeah, hyping up the, the coffee brand. Love. This is just a chill fit in. Um, I went to New York for uh, an offsite with Shopify back in, I think it was like December, November or something. Um, and this fit is actually like, I really love it. Just like there's a lot of layering happening. Yeah. Uh, and it's all very nice complimentary tones. So like wearing like some vintage brown denim with like a coffee cream Carhartt shirt with like a, a button up plaid shirt that's very like beige cream and a little bit of yellows with um kind of like a light brown uh zip up um essentials hoodie that's kind of over my shoulder so that's another easy layering opportunity for men like throwing it over your shoulders like that even the like t-shirt that extends like an inch past your button up because you're you said earlier to have like a t-shirt with a button up unbuttoned over it but this one's button and then you're just seeing that t-shirt him and it just gives like another subtle layer of texture yeah, and it kind of creates sections, which is really great. And the hoodie over your shoulders is my favorite because, like I said, it's just all about um, keeping cool and like mm-hmm. not you know, getting like, too hot. Yeah, so I often will wear a hoodie and then I get too hot and I just store it on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if I get cold, I'll just like rock it. But I think, like I said, layering is going to be really good for um, the big guys listening. Um, it just helps with being more complimentary to our silhouette and our shapes uh, and all that fun stuff. Definitely. All right. We got a Hawaiian shirt now. So this was like right when quarantine happened, Mm. uh, like March pretty much, or a few, few months after that. And my friend did this uh, photo series where he visited all of his friends in Toronto on like their front steps. Oh, uh, wow. That's cool. That's back then. Um, And this was just me. It was like, really cold and I wanted to travel and I wish I was like on a beach. So I just like wore a Hawaiian. Like, <laughs> um, I love Clark's uh, in regards to like the shoes there. So it's like a pink um, low wallaby and then just like a nice faded denim there. So it's just like very chill, cool tones with like a pop of, of color in the shoes. Where did you get your, um, your shirt and your jeans from? So um, the shirt I thrifted. Nice. Uh, so the thrift stores in Toronto are pretty good. There's ones that like do like really big sizing. Um, oh, they specialize in bigger sizing? No, they just oh. like get them. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Like they just have a section. Like some of them will have like four. A lot of them you will go in. You're like, do you have anything that's for XL? They're like not a single thing in the store. <sighs> so, yeah. You know, you, you know the stores that kind of might have something for you and you go back. And this one I've gotten quite a few Hawaiian shirts from. Nice. And then pants, I honestly can't remember. I think they're Dewar Jeans, which is like a gene company in vancouver uh it's a canadian brand and they do like really nice flexible stretchy kind of city jogger jeans mm. um, and they're just like super cozy and i like the i like the wash on them and then i just cuff them because i wanted to kind of show off the shoes a little bit yeah some more interest yeah also another styling tip you rolled up your sleeve of your hawaiian shirt a little bit i feel like that always you know makes the biceps look good for guys <laughs> Yeah, it depends on the shirt, but if the shirt is like good for it, absolutely. There's also 
hard to tell, but I'm wearing like uh, some a chain with the shirt buttoned down a little bit, which is a good like accessory flex. And then uh, both of my rings have like little blue stones in them. So it pulls in all the blue in the fit as well. Nice. Also, this is the first um, like pattern piece besides the plaid that we're seeing you wear. Do you typically stay away from patterns and opt for solids or do you like one? They're just hard to find. Um, I'd probably say like this kind of pattern is hard to rock unless like you're in a tropical place, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't really wear I don't really wear patterns unless it's like a plaid, for example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Last fit. Let's round it out. Mm-hmm. So I love this fit. It's just like very street. Yeah. Um, this is a very cool place. It's in uh, Sweden. Uh, and if you don't know, like all of their subway stations are underground, obviously, but like every um, one has these crazy tunnels that go to them as you can see like this elevator is pretty wild yeah yeah this photo is really cool (laughs) thanks all the rock is exposed and it's like a huge cave you're kind of walking through and each one of the main stations is painted completely different so like i have another one on my instagram that's like all blue with like these crazy patterns and this one was like the red one um and i waited a long time until there was no one on that stuff on this uh content creator things yeah yeah but this one is great it's just like kind of all black with like the uh white hoodie with the strings popping out um and then the rain jacket's also layering with the zipper it's hard to see there but i'm wearing some some silver rings like black and silver rings um is always like a go-to for me with the beanie kind of over the ears and the clark shoes as well uh, as a staple are beanies also difficult like uh, ball caps yeah yeah it's hard for me to find beanies because like I'll buy a bunch and then they don't even go on my head or it's like way too tight so um, that's definitely so it's sometimes you can find it it just depends on like how loose the knit is and stuff like that but Mm. generally like the beanies are going to be too small yeah well that wraps up your outfits Um, any parting thoughts Uh, nope not really I think like if you know you are a plus size person like definitely uh, reach out if you have questions or follow on TikTok. Like I'm building a strong community there and feature a lot of other creators, for example. Um, and the line is dropping in the fall. If you want to join the waitlist, it's just cozen, uh, cozengoods.com. Uh, cozen is K-O-Z-E-N. Um, but yeah, that's it. Thanks for having me. I love how Canadians say Z. Wait, yeah. What was that? <laughs> Can you say that again? Zen? Z instead of Z. Yeah, I have never heard that. That's so cool. British people and Canadian people do it. And it's just and like H. I like that one, too. That's another good one. H&M. Oh. 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 And then what is your handle? So everyone knows where to find you. Yeah. Sorry for the detour. (laughs) (laughs) On letter (laughs) pronunciation. I'm going to say some random shit. You guys have. We also call like a beanie a toque. A toque? Oh, I know that from a Jesse Reyes song because she has, okay. I think she's Canadian. Oh, I've not heard that, that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I went to a few stores in the US before and I was like, hey, like, how much for the toque? And he's like, what did you The what? Say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we call beanies toques, but we also call them beanies. But yeah, little things like that. But my handle on TikTok is drake.andrews and then my Instagram is just drakeandrews, one word. Nice. We'll have all of that linked in the show notes. And with that, we will talk to everybody next week. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Drake. Thank you. Right, 
Verve is the only source for everything fashion on the internet. If you've been inspired to get dressed up for yourself this week, tag us to be featured on our Instagram at Verve Podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Katie Gassman and at Anna Grace Abrit. Links are in the show notes. This podcast is written and produced by Katie Gassman and Anna Grace Abrit. Edited by Katie Gassman. Creative direction by Anna Grace Abrit. This has been a three beverage media production.